So I want to talk to you a little bit this morning. Um, not going to preach long, but I, I want to talk to you for a few minutes on giving thanks. Like I said, I'm not going not to preach long today. Um, we want to just give thanks to the Lord um, this morning with our praise and worship. Didn't they do a great job? Um, so we added a, a few extra worship songs, you know, this morning for our Thanksgiving service today. Just so we can give Jesus the praise and the thanks that he deserves. Amen. So this Thursday is Thanksgiving. How many of you are thankful this morning? Amen. The rest of you, I hope by the time this message is over, you find something to be thankful for. <laughs> but maybe you're, you're going through something right now. Maybe you think in your life that you just have nothing to be thankful for. Right? You're, you're, you're going through it. and you, Well, you know what? I have nothing to be thankful for. I want everybody to play along with me right now. Put your hand right here. Everybody put your hand on your heart. Put your hand on your heart. You feel that? Feel that right there? That's something to be thankful for. Amen? That's something to be thankful for. Because a lot of people didn't wake up with that this morning. Because they, they didn't wake up at all, right? But we always have, no matter what's going on, something in our lives to be thankful for. And maybe that's just being thankful to God for waking you up this morning. Amen. Amen. Thankful to just be alive. And that's important. It's great to, you know, be thankful to God. Thanksgiving, the last Thursday in November. The last Thursday in November began as an autumn harvest festival organized by the English colonists of Plymouth. They were also known as what? There you go. Somebody paid attention in high school. Right, also known as the Pilgrims, held first as a way to thank God for the harvest. This celebration eventually became secularized, like so many things in our, you know, in our culture and our society right now. However, the core tradition of this festivity, the Thanksgiving dinner, has remained consistent over time. How many turkey people do we got in here? Where's my turkey folks at? Okay. Where's my ham people? Okay, okay, we got a double ham bone up there. See my ham folks up here. Now, where's the, where's the people who's going to order pizza and cheat? There's a couple of you. Uh-huh. Y'all going to cheat on Thursday and order pizza. They're like, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. By the beginning of the 17th century, the persecution of religious dissidents had led a group of separatist Puritans to flee from England to Holland. Puritans were were. Christian protesters interested in purifying the church, the Anglican church, the Church of England, from traditions that resembled the Catholic church. The separatists advocated for more drastic changes. They thought that their congregation should be autonomous from the influence of the Church of England from the Anglican church. So the separatists, led by this, uh, this, this search for autonomy, 102 English separatist men and women, they crossed the Atlantic Ocean on the Mayflower. Y'all know what boat that is, don't you? Huh? They crossed to, to settle on the east coast of New England in 1620, which is now the state of Virginia. They landed at Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock. The pilgrims arrived at their destination on November the 11th, but they decided to spend winter aboard the ship because trying to settle the area and get all this stuff going, they didn't have enough time to build adequate structures and adequate, you know, um, 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 needs to to protect them from the coming winter, the coming cold. 
By the time the snow had melted away, at least half of the pilgrims had died mainly from exposure to the cold and from scurvy. In 1621, the pilgrims founded the colony of Plymouth. However, the task of settling in turned out to be a lot more difficult than they had expected. Luckily for the English settlers, and I'm giving you all a history lesson here that you probably already know, but I thought it would be good for us to talk about it. Because some people are like, I just get up on the last Thursday of the month and eat turkey. Right? So here's what happened. The task of settling in turned out to be a lot more difficult than what they expected. Luckily, the English settlers, in their moment of most need, came into contact with an Indian named Tesquantum, also known as Squanto. Everybody remember Squanto in history class? He was a Native American whose help would prove essential for the newcomers. Squanto had already had interactions with the English settlers before. He had been taken to Europe by English explorer Thomas Hunt. There he was sold into slavery, but he managed to learn how to speak English, and he would eventually return back to the United States, back to, to his homeland. He then discovered that his tribe had been wiped out by an epidemic, which was probably at that time smallpox. Y'all think smallpox is bad? Wait till big pox hits. It's going to get really bad. <laughs> Kidding. It was a joke. Reportedly, Squanto had then went to live with the Wapanawags, another Native American tribe. And Squanto had taught the pilgrims how to cultivate, what to cultivate, and what to grow in the American soil. He also took up the role of a liaison between English setters and Massasoit, Massasoit, which was the chief of the Wapanawags. How am I doing? Okay. Thanks to this mediation, the colonists of Plymouth were able to establish good relations with the local tribes. Ultimately, it was the possibility of trading goods, which was medicine, spices, stuff like that, is what had, had, had built their relationship and allowed the pilgrims to survive. In October of 1621, the pilgrims celebrated an autumn harvest festival to thank God for their survival. Amen. Thank God for their survival. This event lasted for three days and was attended by 90 Indians and 53 pilgrims. Considered to be the first American Thanksgiving, this celebration set the precedent for a tradition that would last until November the 24th, 2022. Amen. Thank goodness, because I love Thanksgiving. And so we all have something that we can be thankful for. So happy Thanksgiving, Restoration Church. Amen. This is our first Thanksgiving message. This is our first Thanksgiving service. So I want to tell you that I'm thankful for you and happy Thanksgiving. You guys enjoy your weekend. We'll see you next Sunday. I'm kidding. Like, oh, Lord. So listen, I want you to turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You have your Bibles, your iPads, your iPhones. The scripture will be on the screen. We're also on the YouVersion Bible app. But turn in your Bible with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I'm going to walk through a few verses here. I want to walk through a few verses starting at verse 15. And I just want to give you a, a little brief word of what God has put in my spirit here this morning. A brief word of what God has put in my spirit here this morning so I can to share with you guys. Like I said, I'm not going to preach long this morning. I won't spend a lot of time on this because we want to give God thanks 
We want to praise him, okay, this morning. Paul's writing to a young Christian church in Thessalonica. He's given the, the church instructions, and he's closing out this first epistle or this first letter, okay, to the church of Thessalonica. And he's seeking to get them to a place of maturity is what he's doing. He's writing this letter to, the, to a young Christian church in Thessalonica, and he's seeking to get this, these people into a place of maturity. Somebody say maturity. Okay. Here's how you tell the difference between a mature Christian and a Christian who lacks maturity. It has to do with consistency. Everybody say consistency. Has to do with consistency. Anybody can do right for a minute. Amen. Anybody can do right for a minute, but it has to do with consistency. Can you live a faithful, dedicated, consistent life? That's what he's talking to him about. Has to do with consistency. Can you be consistent when your hormones are raging? Woo! Can you be consistent when that spirit of anger jumps on you? Amen. Amen. Y'all call for quiet this morning. Can you be consistent when life is not going your way? So that's what he's trying to do. How many of you know that you don't have to go out and look for life not to go your way? All you got to do is just keep living. I promise you, you're going to have stuff in your life that's not going to go your way. But here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get them to a place of maturity and consistency in their walk. So Paul says to them, starting in verse 15, he says this. Here's what he says he, he, he wants them to do. Starting in verse 15 right here. Just look at this. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. But always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Amen? That is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, to give thanks. Verse 15, look at this. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Do you know what a mature Christian with consistency looks like? That's what it looks like, guys, that, that a mature Christian has the capacity not to render evil to someone who's doing evil to you. Amen? That's what a mature Christian looks like. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Amen? Some of you sitting here holding a grudge right now from something that happened last Thanksgiving. <laughs> Listen, I'm just going to walk through this for a few minutes, and then, and then we're going to have some more praise and worship. I'm going to get off here. Like I said, I'm not going to preach long. We're going to have some more praise and worship. Is that okay with everybody this morning? Amen? Is that okay? Consistency. Maturity. When I can do good to those. When I can do good to those, when I can love those that despitefully use me. Amen. When I can love the ones when I don't retaliate. Amen. When I don't retaliate or, or try to pay back or, or try to get back to somebody. When I don't render evil for evil. That's maturity. Ask yourself this question. Am I planning on doing something evil to somebody that's done something evil to me? Okay, ask yourself that question. 
Ask yourself that question. Internally, ask yourself that question, right? For real. Am I planning on repaying somebody evil for evil? Somebody that's done something to me? Somebody's, come on. And then he takes it a step higher. Verse 16, he says this. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. That's what he says. He says, rejoice always. It's easy to rejoice when there's money in the bank. Come on, y'all. It's easy to rejoice when you got money in the bank. Matter of fact, the word rejoice means to be cheerful, to be happy, to consider yourself well. That's what the word rejoice means, to be cheerful, to be happy, to consider yourself well. That's what rejoice means, that I have the capacity to look at my circumstances or, or look at the circumstances of life and recognize that it ain't not, nowhere near as bad as it could be. That you have the capacity as a mature Christian to look at life and understand that it's nowhere near as bad as what it could be. Amen? I'm trying to, I just want to get a couple of y'all to understand this this morning. Rejoice always means at all times, I'm cheerful, I'm well off, I'm looking at my circumstances, right? Rejoice, I'm happy about it, and I'm recognizing that it could be a lot worse, that everything could be worse than what it is right now. Come on, I might want to complain because I have holes in my shoes, but the fact is I could have no feet. Amen? Rejoice always. Maturity is when I have the capacity and a mature place in life that I can rejoice all that I have, that I can rejoice all the time. Have y'all ever talked to somebody who just complains all the time? <laughs> don't we all have that one person in our life? Don't we all have that one friend in our life that every time you talk to them, they, they just complain all the time? They just complain all the time. Amen. And, and, and isn't it draining? Y'all listening this morning? It's exhausting. You don't even look forward to talking to them on the telephone. Because it's just so exhausting. It's so draining. It's just they just complain all the time. It's like, God, Lord. Learn to be thankful. Can y'all give thanks this morning? Can we give thanks this morning to the Lord? We just learn to be thankful. And then listen, he takes it a, he takes it a step further. Not only does he, does he say to rejoice always, look at this, look at it, verse 17. He says, pray without ceasing. He says, pray without ceasing. That's what he's saying right here. So the next thing he says, pray without ceasing. Again, I want to tell you, you can shout when things are going good. But can you shout when things are not going so good? And you can pray when things are not going good, but can you pray when things are going good? Amen? It's easy for us to pray when things are not going good, but can we pray when things are going good? We can shout all the time when things are going good. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. But can you shout when things aren't going so good? Right? That's what he's saying. Do y'all understand what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you? It's the call of the Lord to us. It's the call of the Lord to us that we should be in a constant mode of prayer all the time. He's saying pray without ceasing. And that word pray, it's a Greek word that means to direct your worship, to direct your needs, to direct your requests, to direct everything you have in your life toward God. 
That's what that word means, that word prayer. Listen to this. Some people get frustrated because they expect people to help them. And then when people don't help you the way that you think people should help you, you get mad and you get angry and you get frustrated. Amen? Because you're not directing it toward the Lord. You get angry about it. But this word pray, it's a Greek word. It's called prosukamai. Everybody say prosukamai. I know, it's weird. It's a Greek word called prosukamai. Prosukamai is the Greek word, and it means to direct it toward God. That's what that word prayer means. To direct it toward God, direct your worship toward God, direct your needs toward God, direct your requests toward God. Not toward man, not toward Capitol Hill, not toward people, not toward your congressman, not toward your bank, not to your neighbor, not to your spouse. It says to direct it toward God. Prosukamai. That's what he's saying. Direct it toward God. You don't direct it to anyone but God and God alone. Amen? He says to be in that posture. All the time to pray without ceasing. To pray without ceasing. Not only directed toward God, but listen to this, but also your worship toward God. Amen. Amen. That's what we was doing this morning. That's what we're going to do here in just a few minutes is we're going to direct our worship toward God. Hallelujah. That one word means that you make your request be made known to God. That's where we are today. We are a people here today who are saying, I'm giving my praise, I'm giving my worship, I'm giving my adoration to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords. That's what we're here for this morning, to give thanks to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? I didn't come to worship people. I didn't come here to sing songs to make you feel good. We didn't come here to celebrate you. We are here today to give thanks to the God who has brought you from a long way. That's what we're here for this morning. We are here to give thanks to the God who has brought you from a long way. We're mature enough to do it with no interruptions. That's what without ceasing is, is without interruptions. Pray without ceasing. Nothing should interfere your worship and your time with God. Amen. Ask yourself the question, what keeps interrupting your ability to talk to God? What keeps interrupting your ability to pray to God? What keeps interrupting your ability to worship God? What is it? Think about that. Ask yourself that question. And then here it is. The next thing he says right here in verse 18. It says, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. He says this right here. If you want to know what the will of God is, look at this. Look at this scripture right here. For this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus for you. He says, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. If you want to know what the will of God is towards you, about your situation, about your circumstances, right here, you might not know which way to turn. You might not know which way to go. You might not know what to say. You might not know what to handle it. But the Bible says if you want to know what the will is for God for your life, it's to give thanks. That's what he's saying. Just give thanks. That's the will of God in your life. I don't know how this is going to work out. We just don't know. But the will of God is to give thanks. That's what it is. You know, it's a great spot to say amen, y'all. Come on. Give thanks. Give thanks. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The words give thanks is, uh, is one week, uh, uh, Greek word. It's called eucharistio. I was in the Greek lexicon like this. <laughs> I was reading in this thing today. It's kind of. And some Greek words. It's called Eucharistio. 
It's one word. They use two English words to describe one Greek word that means to give thanks. Okay? And it means to have an attitude of gratitude. That's what it means. It means to have, look it up. It has an attitude. It means to have an attitude of gratitude. To be grateful and express it. To be grateful and express your gratitude. I'm going to say it again. It means to be grateful and express it. That's what it means to give thanks in all things. To be grateful and express it. Let me give it to you again. To be grateful and express it. That's the season that we're in right now. It's Thanksgiving. Be grateful and express it. And here's why that's important because some of y'all ain't never thank God. Some of y'all don't say nothing to God. Amen. Y'all know who I'm talking to. Some of y'all ain't never said nothing to God. I think I'd get a little frustrated if I provided food for my wife and, and clothes on her back. Come on, a roof over her head. And she ain't never said thank you. She does say thank you. Look at her face. She's like, right? But I want her to express her thanks to me every now and again. Amen? Come on, y'all. Am I not? What are you? Come on, like, like I want my kids to every now and then look at her all sitting there looking at me like, what is he talking about? I want them every now and then just call and say, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. When I, my phone rings and my, my kid's name pops up on that phone. <laughs> I would like for them to say, instead of saying, can I have, say, can I thank you, Daddy, for who you are and how good you've been to us? Come on. Amen. I'm just kidding. My kids don't do that. I know y'all's kids do that. But listen. I'm just saying, that's what God looks at us like. He looks at us like that, and he wants us when we're praying and he hears our voice. He'd probably like to hear a thank you every now and again. God, I ain't trying to ask you for nothing today. Just thank you. Just thank you for how good you are to us. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. Amen? I'm going to go home. My phone's going to blow up, and all my kids, y'all know I got a crew, and they're all going to be calling me saying, thanks, Daddy. Thanks, Daddy, for nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Who am I talking to this morning? Are y'all thankful? Are y'all thankful people this morning? Come on. Amen. Be grateful and express it. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Express gratitude. Listen, everybody in here has something in which they could be thankful to God for. Remember? Remember this? Everybody in here has something that they can be thankful to God for. I don't care if you got to wake up every morning and put your hand right here. You got something that you can be thankful for, all right? I don't have to know your name. I don't have to know what's going on in your life. But one thing I do know is that we don't have to go very far to find something in our life that we should be thankful for. Amen. Somebody says, well, pastor, based on everything that I've been going through, why should I be thankful based on everything that, you know, I've been going through hell. Why should I thank God? Why should I do this? I'm going through this. I'm going through that. You don't know how my circumstances are, and you don't know what's going to turn out. And, and why? How? Why should I give God thanks? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Here's why. First of all, you can do it. Second of all, you ought to do it. And third of all, you'll be able to do it because God allowed that situation in your life anyway. Amen? God allowed that situation in your life anyway. He's not the author of it, but he permitted it. Do you know why he permitted it? Guess what? You ought to thank God because he saw it coming. Excuse me for a minute. I'm going to tell you all something. God saw that situation coming in your life, and he said, I'm making an assessment right now. 
I see what's coming in your life, and I'm going to make an assessment. He knew that he had already put enough in you to handle whatever it was that was going to come your way. Amen? He knew that he already put enough in you and in you and in you that no matter what it is that comes your way, he already gave you enough to handle it. So get, amen? You better understand me right here, guys, that you can handle anything that you're going to go through. How many times in your life have you said, man, I don't think I want to make it through this one? You got a 100% success rate. You're sitting here. Amen? God has already put it in you to get through whatever storm it is in your life. He's already done it. He knew it. Listen, the devil thought it was going to take you out. But God knew that you could get through it. God knew you were strong enough to get through it. He knew it. He knew it. Can we thank the Lord that he didn't take us out? Come on. Amen. Somebody say the devil thought it would kill me. The devil thought it would take me out. The devil thought it would come to destroy me. But I'm here to tell you this morning, instead of it taking me out, I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to give him praise. And I'm thanking the Lord because he knew that I could handle it. He knew I could handle it. He knew I could handle it. Do you believe it? Tell your neighbor he knew I could handle it. Now the rest of you tell your neighbor he knew I could handle it because y'all didn't do it. He allowed it. He knew you could handle it. Amen. He knew you could handle it. He knew. He knew. He knew. He already put enough in you to deal with it. No matter what comes your way, I got everything I need in me to weather the storms that are coming. He's already given to me. You already have enough in you by the grace of God to handle every storm that comes your way. I want you to know that. Amen. God has put it in you. You have enough in you to handle every single storm that comes your way. And I want to tell you that's enough to shout about right there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That is enough to shout about. Y'all remember um, several years ago when I'm about done. The, the show um, on Tuesday night called Dancing with the Stars. I think it was probably five, six, seven years ago. Y'all remember that? Where's my Dancing with the Stars, folks? Like she, she was so embarrassed to hold her hand up. She was like, I don't know. <laughs> so embarrassed to hold her hand up. But, but there was a couple that won, and the guy's name was J.R. Martinez. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all remember that somebody said, yeah, she's like, she's, yeah you are a, like. I, <laughs> Do y'all remember this? Evidently she does. Because she, she might, I think she read my notes. But here's what happened. I didn't even see the show. I just saw it because it was all over the news. This was all over the news, and this guy was on the news. I didn't even watch the show. I'd have seen it on the news, right? I saw this man who had been in war. He almost died from burns. He had been in over 30 surgeries. And, I mean, you could look at him on these news channels and on these broadcasts and stuff, and you could see where he was in the fires, and his skin and his, and his bones and parts of his body were just melted off. Right? He was in a, in a, in a bad, you know, bad deal, and, and, and I saw him on TV over and over and over again, and he's thanking, and he's shouting, and he's giving praise to God. Amen? Come on, he's on there shouting, and he's giving praise to God. You know what I'm talking about. And, and he's up there shouting and stuff, and, and, but wait a minute. He said, I'm thinking about this guy while he was in this storm. Amen? 
And in the fire, we almost lost his life. And what I recognize and what I thank God for is that God saw a Tuesday night in his future while he was still in the middle of the fire. Amen? God knew that this Tuesday night was coming in his future. And some of y'all need to know you got a Tuesday night victory coming in your future. Don't ever forget it. God has put enough in you to survive whatever it is you're going through. And I promise you, you got a Tuesday night coming. Amen? You got a Tuesday night coming. It does not yet appear what you should be, but I promise you there is a victory in your near future. It's coming. It's coming. Don't judge your future by your present. Do not judge your future by your present. But recognize that this is just one step along your journey to where God has prepared for you to go. Amen. It's just one step on your journey where God has prepared for you to go. You have a Tuesday night victory in your future. And this is the most important part. This is the most important part of this. Listen. Verse 18 says, not only to give thanks, but it says, in everything. Got one amen out of that. That's a great spot to shout. It says, in everything. Amen. In everything. In. Not when you get out of it. Come on, y'all. Not when you get out of it. Here's maturity right here. Not after you've gone through it and you come out on the other side and you think, I made it. Thank you, God. Woo. This maturity right here is while you're in the middle of the storm, you're giving thanks to God. Amen. That's maturity. Not when you come out on the other side and you see, oh, man, yeah, it's all good. God got me. Everything's worked out. No, 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 no. He said while you're in it, in everything, when the storm is raging, when the fire is burning on all sides of your life, when you're being misunderstood and lied upon, when you're being criticized on every side, when you're in it, that's the sign of maturity. When you're in it. Give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Give thanks to God that you've learned to worship and give thanks. Guys, listen, right while you're smack dab in the middle of it. This smack dab a hillbilly word too, like wrestling. The smack dab one, did I make that up too? How am I doing? He said, give thanks in everything when you're right smack dab in the middle of it. Don't get me wrong. I want you to understand me. He didn't say give thanks for everything. He didn't say give thanks for everything. I'm not telling you to give thanks for it. I know there's some stuff in your life right now that you ain't thankful for. Amen? I know there's some things in your life right now you ain't thankful for. Hmm. There's some stuff you're in that you ain't thankful for. Amen? But hold up. Hold up. I can be thankful in it. I'm not telling you to thank him for it. There's a lot of things that happen that you ain't thankful for. But can you be thankful in it? Amen? That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. And I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Other than myself, because 
Because my family's going through it right now, too. We're, we're, in the, we're in the middle of the fire. My family, our parents, uh, uh, we, we got some stuff going on in our, in our lives. But I'm telling you right now, God is measuring your ability. God is measuring your maturity right now. God is measuring how you're going to handle it. He is measuring are you going to give thanks in everything? Are you going to pray cease, without ceasing? He's measuring your ability right now from the storms and the things that you're going through. You don't have to be thankful for it but be thankful in it. And I suspect that the people, I suspect that the people I should be preaching to this morning ain't here. We got the thankful crowd here this morning. Amen. Come on. That's maturity. We got the thankful crowd here this morning. We got the, the Tuesday night victory crowd here this morning. Amen. <laughs> I think we've got the in everything crowd here this morning. Where y'all at? The in everything crowd here this morning. So here's what I need you to do. I need y'all to go back to the ones that you know attend this church. <laughs> Call them. Tweet them. Snapchat them. Facebook them. Text them. I don't know what else there is out there. All kinds of stuff. Ask them. I wonder, are you able to give thanks in everything? In everything. Ask them. Somebody say, in it. Right in the middle of it. Right smack dab in the gist of it. Right when you feel like throwing up your hands and giving up. Right when the tears are streaming down your face. Right when you've had about all it is that you can take. Right when, listen, when the questions is, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. I don't know if I can get through this, God. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know what the outcome's going to be. Can you be thankful right in the middle of it? That is the will of God for your life. Give thanks in everything, for that is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. For you. That's the will of God for your life. Right when you're in the middle of it. 